is put panels into corridor reserves, so they're actually allowing the connectivity between two different panda reserves. And the model you describe of protecting the habitat in the wild and having a pretty sophisticated breeding program in captivity, is that a model for other animals? Oh, a superb question. And uh, yes, I, uh, of course, you would expect me to be biased and say yes, but I genuinely believe that. When, when you look at the partnership that exists between the people who are working with pandas in the wild and the partnership of people working with pandas in captivity, it's absolutely one that we should be trying to follow with many other species because up until now, generally, you tend to find that there are two separate camps and the two camps don't talk to one another particularly well. They do with some species, but not with others. But with giant pandas, it's very much holistic. And you take the biology and the science that you're learning from the captive population and applying it to the wild and maybe helping you understand behaviours and things that need to be done in the wild in order to protect the species and uh, enhance the population. Ian Valentine of Edinburgh Zoo, home to the UK's only giant pandas, uh, two of them. But not everyone believes that the great push to boost numbers of giant pandas does offer a blueprint for conservation. Will Travers is the president of the Born Free Foundation, a global charity which campaigns to keep wildlife in the wild. I spoke to him on the line from a safari in rural Kenya. I think that the conservation of habitat and, in fact, the Chinese as you may know, have uh, put a great deal of effort into this and increased the available habitat for pandas. That's been the really critical factor, and I think that's what was recognized by the IUCN when they came to the conclusion that the giant panda could be downgraded from endangered to vulnerable. I don't think that the captive breeding side of it has really made that much of a contribution, as I understand if only one panda has been released into the wild, and that's individual didn't survive for very long and it is extremely expensive I mean we are talking about tens of millions of dollars have been spent on the captive breeding side of the equation and I think that that money could have been better spent conserving habitat and wild pandas in that habitat. Well some panda experts seem to suggest that the captive breeding program you're right hasn't been hugely successful in reintroducing pandas into the wild but it's given them a valuable insight into uh, the genetic makeup of those uh, pandas and and help them understand behavior so that they can then apply those lessons to the wild. I mean that would seem pretty useful. Well, yes, I I mean, in a sense, they would say that, wouldn't they? And I would ask the question, could not that research, behavioral research in particular, have been conducted in the wild? A lot of the long-term studies of species in their natural habitat, from uh, chimpanzees to elephants uh, to gorillas and orangutans, have taken place in the wild, and that is a much more valuable baseline data than what you get in a captive environment, which, which understandably may skew the results. Would you like to see the sort of sums that have been spent on the panda, spent on things like black rhino, elephants, sharks as well? We know about shark fin soup. I mean, do you think enough resources have been spent on the conservation of those, given that the Chinese government seems to have the resources for the pandas? I hope that that will be what happens. I think what's encouraging is that the uh, Chinese government has really moved very speedily just over the last two years or so and to become a much more vocal, much more prominent on issues such as um, elephant poaching and the ivory trade. Uh, What we need is to see that political will turned into real results. 
not just for elephants, but for many species that are, that are affected by consumer demand, illegal consumer demand in those cases in China, whether it's lion bones for uh, the surrogate for tiger parts, whether it's rhino horn, whether it's pangolin scales, elephant ivory, timber products, shark fin, there's a litany of species that are under pressure, significantly driven by Chinese demand, and the Chinese government, to their credit, I think at the moment, are beginning to make the right noises. And that was Will Travers, who's uh, the president of the Born Free Foundation, speaking to me uh, from Kenya. And that's where we stay, because a Kenyan drama series shared through social media has been nominated uh, for the Toronto Film Festival, which takes place next week. Tuko Macho, which is Swahili for We Are Watching, is a disturbing story about a group of vigilantes who kidnap Kenyan criminals seen to be above the law and ask people to vote on whether they should live or die. Well, they then asked their viewers to also vote, which produced some interesting results in a country uh, used to...